The number one trait women look for in a man is a sense of humor. And if you don't think you have one, guess what? Yes, you do. And I can reach my tiny little hand down deep inside of you and pull it out. I've worked with hundreds of men and we've got their banter game up to where women are responding. They're not getting ghosted, they're getting dates, and they're getting, you know, something else. So if you want to knock more than just your socks off, go to kristenandchill.com. If you banter better, you'll date better. Coming up on this week's episode of the Ask Women podcast, we have 15-year NBA scout and certified health coach, Jared Ralski, on to talk about how to get back to homeostasis, how to make your body feel better so that dating is better. We're also going to talk about why dating is bad and what we can do to make it less bad and to be more positive about it. So there's so much info in this episode. You would be very smart to listen. Listen to it at the gym because that will match what we're talking about. So keep listening. Welcome to the Ask Women podcast, where you get real advice straight from the source. Women, or today a woman, because Marnie's not here, but that's okay. We're going to hold down the fort with a great guest. We have Jared Ralski, an NBA scout. So pretty cool. Never met one of those before. And we're going to talk about the overwhelm men are feeling right now toward health and getting healthy and staying stuck where they are and how that affects their dating life. So, Jared, thanks for coming on the show. Excited to talk about this stuff because I, I don't know much about it. So I'm going to let you lead the troops and or troop, which is just me. Yeah, I'm super excited to be here. I've, you know, I've been uh, a listener and fan for like so long. And I obviously just like ran into Marnie randomly in West L.A. at Erwan. That's really the only place that you can meet women in this city. And just approached her and I was like, I want to be on your podcast and we made it happen. So unfortunately, she's not here. But yeah, super grateful to be here. Yeah, I know. It's a bummer you guys couldn't do it together, but we're going to dig in, get some good stuff. And so what about health right now is really overwhelming for men? Why is it such an issue to change your lifestyle? Well, I think the main thing is, is that everyone's living this lifestyle that's like totally not congruent with our evolution, right? It's like, if you want to be healthy, we just want to give our body what it's always had. Because I mean, these genes and whatnot have been passed down for eons. And now we're kind of living this new age lifestyle that's totally contradictory to how we've evolved. So like, you know, I'm not saying like we can kind of rewind the tape and like go back and live in the wilderness. But there's a lot of things that you can just bring into this modern lifestyle and modern world that's just going to make it way easier for you. Okay. So before we get into all of that and what that entails, why is it so beneficial for your dating life to be healthy? I think you just present yourself as a much better catch or much higher quality man. Like if you're healthy, obviously, you know, because health, all these things work together where if you're we just say you're like the mental health, emotional health, and physical health. If you, you know, if you can nail two of those, then like the third should pretty much come along, you know, like, cause all these things work together. So obviously if you are eating better, taking better care of yourself, sleeping better, that's going to affect your 
confidence, your state of happiness, your mood, your body composition, all these things are going to just make you way more desirable. You know, like once you do that versus, oh yeah, no, I don't work out and I eat all this processed food and I get Postmates versus like, oh yeah, I know how to cook. Like I have these hobbies. I'm in the gym, taking care of myself. Like women would rather, I think, procreate with the latter. (laughs) Absolutely. So when we're talking about health, we're not just talking about, oh, you've got to look like you have a six pack from the gym. It's an overall picture of health. And I just showed you as we started taping my tinfoil container that was full of hash browns. And everyone kind of who listens to this podcast kind of knows like I struggle with depression. So I've got my antidepressants and I am trying to work out, but I'm not in a fully healthy state. And I can feel the difference when I date, when I'm in a good state of mind versus a bad state of mind. So where would someone like me, if I was a dude, start to enhance myself? You know, because it's like, okay, well, I'm, you know, I'm so busy during the day. I don't have time to learn how to cook. You know, I'm, I'm working all day long, so I can't do that. So, you know, maybe it's the gym or so how do you suggest jumping into it and where do you start? I think the first step is always going to be nutrition because that's going to dictate like 80% of your gene expression and what your body looks like and how your body feels. So I think we've been overwhelmed with all these different nutritional paradigms where it's like, you have to go vegan, you got to go carnivore. There's all these different camps that are like pushing their specific diet and narrative on you. And it's really not that complicated. I don't prescribe or subscribe to one specific camp. I think what you have to really do at the foundation is eliminating processed food is like the easiest step that people can take. So I think when you say that people can be kind of confused, like, well, what is processed food? Well, like pretty much if you're at the grocery store, like anything in the middle aisles, more or less, like anything that comes in a box or package, like we're talking about the chips, the cereals, the granolas, all these things that Maybe the marketing is making us believe that they're healthy, but I think if there's one thing that we know about nutrition and about longevity and true health, it's like when you examine a lot of these societies and civilizations that have experienced like the greatest amount of health, like none of them did it on a processed food diet. No, it's like you want to just get back to the basics, eating real whole foods, like single ingredient foods. So like the only ingredient in the food should be the food itself, you know, like a blueberry strawberry, wild-caught salmon, eggs, like these things that are just like the basics that we've evolved to eat, if that makes sense. Of course, yeah. But as soon as you say, just eat a blueberry, I immediately think, well, are these blueberries full of hormones, et cetera? So going to somewhere like Erewhon, if people have never heard of Erewhon, I only know it because I lived in LA. I don't think there's location in New York, maybe. But it's a very healthy food store. So in stores like Erewhon, are they going to be getting foods that are guaranteed to be pretty clean? Even if they seem clean from the you know outside, are they really clean on the inside? Even at these, you know, I assume yes at these stores, but I also don't trust anything really anymore. Right. No, I hear you. It's become such a nuanced topic, right? Where it's like, okay, but those fruits aren't organic and that meat's not grass fed. And it's like, I try to just simplify it with the clients that I work with where they're overwhelmed by like wide ranging changes as it is. So like, let's just go slowly. That's like how you get long lasting results, right? You don't want to just do something for 30 days. People are always selling these 
30 day challenges and like some sprint that you're going to get immediate results. And like you can get immediate results for sure, but we want something sustainable. So it's like adding in one or two things at a time where people are overwhelmed. They want to do it all at once. Right. And it's just probably not going to be something you're going to be able to endure if like you're kind of approaching it like that. So it's like, not necessarily like, listen, like if you can get the highest quality of these products, you know, like all organic and like pasture raised eggs and whatnot, then like, by all means, like you want to do those things, but like, you got to also consider some people maybe can't afford those things. And like, I still believe there is a path and a route for them to be healthy, even if they don't have like the most pristine fish and whatnot it's like it's still going to be way better than like the middle aisle items yeah the kellogg's and like you know kind bars whatever has been like you know sold to us as like oh yeah this is this is fine for you this is healthy it just if you're looking at it intuitively it makes like absolutely no sense it's like if we've evolved for you know some people would estimate two million years and these products like have been around for like a hundred years maximum. Even if you're looking at something like grains, like wheat and rice and oats, which a lot of people would contend aren't necessarily like great for the human diet. They've only been around for like 10,000 years, which sounds like a lot, but that's less than like half of a percentage of our time here. So it's like, I try to keep it as simple as possible. And I'm just like fruits, vegetables, animal protein. And then I think the one that is really difficult for people is the right dietary fats. Like, so if you're just like focused on those four things, not necessarily like obsessing about, I need to have the right macronutrients and this amount of protein, but just like starting with those four things and kind of figuring it out after that based on, you know, people need to get more intuitive too with their bodies and whatnot, where it's like outsourcing everything. Like having a coach is phenomenal, but eventually you're going to have to kind of fly on your own. Yeah. Well, it's very apropos that we're doing this episode because I mentioned to you before we started the show, I went through a breakup semi-recently, a very, very difficult breakup, and I lost 15 pounds. And so I weighed at the time of our breakup 105 pounds. So I got down to 90 pounds. And a friend of mine He's very, very healthy, really successful guy, very smart. And he's like, I'm telling you, you're not processing your emotions in this experience because you have no nutrition. You are underfed and your brain cannot function the way it's supposed to function for you to heal properly. And I, of course, trying to put weight on, but he's been hammering me about it over and over and over. And he's like, I'm telling you, you're not going to be in a place to date or be in a place of... I hate to say like being healed, quote unquote, from the, you know, emotional mess that, you know, comes with a breakup. Your brain isn't processing at night because it's trying to just keep up with being alive from a lack of food. Like your brain isn't going to work the same way. So he would be really glad to know that we're doing this episode right now. And I need to take this all into consideration because I'm still processing the breakup. I'm still trying to move on. I'm still very underweight. And I don't know where to start. Like I genuinely don't know where to start. So obviously with nutrition and I did make some moves where I was like, okay, I have to go and get this, this, this always needs to be on hand in my kitchen. I don't like to cook, not into it, but I've got to, I have to become an adult. And I think a lot of it is obviously there's people that are busy and all of that kind of stuff. 
But like my friend who's saying this to me, he's like, grow up, like literally grow up, stop eating crap, stop crying, (laughs) grow up, eat, feed yourself and exercise. And he's like, and your problems will start to disappear. Go to the freaking gym. He basically signed me up for a gym and pushed me in this direction. So everything you're saying, he would fully endorse. And obviously it makes sense. So the food portion, obviously we just talked about when it comes to using your body, is there a benefit to building muscle, like lifting weights versus just moving your body, like playing tennis or, you know, doing Taekwondo, you know, where there's not necessarily weights involved is one better than the other, or is it just good to move your body in general? I think of the three you mentioned, I mean, all three are phenomenal because you're kind of hitting different markers with each with like the weights, I think, you know, like you're boosting your muscle and whatnot, which is going to lead to fat loss. And it should be like quintessential, I think, in anybody's workout routine. And then I think you're talking about like tennis. It's amazing because you're in a community, you're with your friends potentially playing, you're competing, like you're still playing in life. Like I think we look at health in this very like myopic view where it's like people are obsessed with getting the perfect diet. And like, it's just nobody wants to get to the end of their life and be like, oh, I had the perfect diet. But like, life is best when it's lived, you know? So it's like, we need to get back to these things that we did like as kids, which I think, I think there's this like yearning for people where they're like, I wish I could just be free like how I was as a kid, you know? Oh my God. Yeah. You'll make me cry. That's all I want. (laughs) There's a channel on uh, Instagram where it's like things from the eighties and nineties and yeah, I watch it and I just, everyone finds it joy in it. And I'm just crying. I'm like, Oh, take me back, please. God, get me out of this. We had it good. We had it good growing up in the 90s for sure. We had it so good. We did. We really did. But there is something, of course, obviously to be said about getting back to things that you loved as a kid. So for me, I grew up dancing and I've been saying for months now, I'm going to start taking dance classes again. But then, you know, you feel a little bit like the midlife crisis old lady who's like, I'm going to take a dance class. I'm so like, I'm so wild and crazy, you know? So obviously that's not really what it is, but I've kind of talked myself out of it because I'm like, well, I feel old, feel, you know, I don't know how young people will be. I mean, I'm in New York city, so I can, you know, go to a million different places. It's not just like a place where everyone would be 18, but it is a little bit intimidating. So for people listening, obviously, I think you would just say, don't worry about that. Don't overthink and just yeah. do what you enjoy. It's like, well, first of all, you're only f- like four years old, Kristen. So it's like, <laughs> I don't look at this midlife you said crisis. four years old, right? 40, yeah. Midlife crisis. Yeah, four. Four zero. But that's like your ego, right? Like protecting you because you're doing something new. And it's like, you just kind of have to take those first leaps of faith where it's like nothing's going to change if nothing changes. You know, if you're just doing the same thing. Like I did a seven day water fast a few weeks ago, which was like super intense. Like I just didn't eat for a week and I was doing these like heavy detox protocols and like it sucked while it was happening. But if I didn't do it at that point, it was like, I just would have kept, I kind of just needed to hit the reset button in ways and start like cleaning out some old energy and whatnot. So it's like, I couldn't cook either. Like I'm a dude from like, you know, the suburbs of Chicago and like no one taught us how to cook, but then like 
I had this friend who she's like a big time chef kind of, and I just started like obnoxiously annoying her. And I'm like, teach me how to cook. And like, you just start. Yeah. Me too. And you get comfortable getting annoying. My friend, the one who was yelling at me about being too thin and not working out, I was at his place and he made dinner and I was like, now what did you do? Like he made whatever he made. I was like, did you put the carrots in first and did you cook those down? Okay. And then did you take the the oil from the pan over there with, you know, the meat? And then did you cook the meat before or after or together with the vegetables and both? And, you know, it was also driving him crazy, but start asking questions. Be okay being annoying. Yeah. You can follow a recipe for sure. Yeah. Cause it can be intimidating. Oh, I have to start learning how to cook. I don't know where to start learning how to cook. So I just won't start at all. I think it's just like get a couple of dishes that are easy to make and just like some staples that you can turn to when you just need quality nourishment. Like eggs to me is like one of the greatest sources of nutrition. They're the easiest thing to make. It's like literally just put oil or butter in a pan and then like fry the egg. It's like so simple. And like starting with like some things like that and where you're, you don't need it to be like that extravagant. You don't need a bunch of spices like salt, pepper, olive oil. Like they just happen to go together really well. So it's like just everything making it as simplified as possible where it's like, if we have these different pillars of health, like, you know, focusing on one of them at a time, really just like focus on the nutrition, try to focus on those four foods that like we talked about, like the fruits, vegetables, healthy fats, and like you know, animal protein, filling your diet with those. And like, you know, that should be the majority of it, in my opinion. And then like, when you don't get it right, necessarily, it's not like going to be the end of the world, but like just building those habits and like just doing it day after day is going to kind of ingrain it in you. Yeah. So would you say getting down a routine of sleep hours? So your circadian rhythm is, is right. Eating and exercising. It's really it might sound overwhelming once you get into the nitty gritty of, you know, what blueberries to buy. But those are the three, would you say, pillars of health to get yourself back into a place that's most optimal for you? You said eating, movement, and like circadian rhythm, which is kind of, yeah, which is kind of tied into sleep. Yeah, for sure. And obviously, like, we don't want to bypass like the stress factor these things, like I, the more we're talking about it, it's like when we're talking about all of them, it can be overwhelming, but it's like, that's why I think there are certain, you know, strategies to get there, right? Where it's like, just like a guy would hire you to improve his dating life. Like it's going to automatically improve it if they hired you just because like, for one, they have the support system now for two they've changed their entire energy around the topic where it's like, now you're investing in it financially, which is like, you're going to automatically pretty much do what your coach is telling you to do. So it's like the same for health. It's like, I think it has to be time or financial or like energetically, you have to start investing in these things and like pay attention to them because we've like really gotten off the path now at this point where like we're reaching 50% obesity in this country. It's like kind of getting like, we're, I think we're past crisis point, you know? Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, we live in a time where, you know, you don't want to say being overweight is unhealthy. We're, we're in a place where we say it's beautiful, but it's really doing, <laughs> a dis- <laughs> we're doing a disservice because it's going to keep you alive longer. You know, if you're, you, if you tell a kid, 
you know, I got, I don't want to say like the wrong analogy. I'm not going to even say it. I'm actually, you know what we're going to do? We're going to take a break and we're going to come back. We'll talk a little bit more about energetic stuff because you've now mentioned the word energy a couple times. So I want to dive into that a little bit. And then we're going to talk about dating being a nightmare. (laughs) Can't wait. Can't wait for that. Yeah. But we can make it into a non-nightmare as much as we can. But yeah, so that's what we're going to talk about after this break. If you listen to the Ask Women podcast, then you are already miles and miles and miles ahead of other men when it comes to attracting and getting the girls you want. But I must confess, there's one missing piece in the puzzle, and that's flirting or the ability to ignite sexual chemistry with any girl you meet in a matter of minutes. Most guys suck at flirting. They can't flirt their way out of a paper bag. But as your personal wing girl, I can't let you be one of those guys. That's why I want to show you the most effective step-by-step formulaic approach to flirting with any girl you like. This formulaic approach has been tested on thousands of girls and has been proven to work like magic. Yes, magic. You just apply the formula and see results instantly and it's that powerful. To find out everything about this flirting formula, all you have to do is go to winggirlmethod.com slash flirty. I've made a special video for you where I reveal what this formula is all about. Go to winggirlmethod slash flirty and you'll find out all about it. Hey, so we're back and Jared mentioned the word energy a few times. And as someone who's going down a little bit more of a spiritual path. I'm interested in energy and energies. And so you said you fasted for a week to cleanse your energy. So what does that mean exactly for people listening? I think the clues for what we need to do, it's it's that they're always in nature, right? So it's like when you have an animal that's sick, they just stop eating. Like that's like their method of healing themselves. So like we know through extensive research that like fasting and these things can have a profound impact on your health. And I would never just like blindly prescribe that to somebody. But I think when you're doing these things, when you're preparing yourself mentally for some of these, like you can call it like a rite of passage where it's like, oh, this guy just did a seven day water fast. It's like, it's challenging you in certain ways, like where... I kind of coupled these with a couple of like specific detoxes and like flushes, like there's like a liver flush involved and, you know, like Chinese medicine and different paradigms would, they associate certain emotions with certain organs, you know, like anger. If you have a lot of anger that's connected to the liver. So like if people have like liver dysfunction, I think that's just because they're drunks. That too. But I think people (laughs) can be angry drunks. I think like you're, when you start making these decisions, whatever it is that you're going to do, like I jumped into this seven day water fast and like, I knew I was doing a liver flush. Like your body knows, like somehow just like knows these things. So you're feeling a shift in energy when you're doing this, which means something about you internally is now going to be shining externally because your energy is going to be different. Correct. For sure. Absolutely. But like, there's also this level of now we're kind of getting into this like detox realm, which I think people just use it as a buzzword, but like, yeah, I've never done a detox. I tried once in college and I made it about six hours. (laughs) That's as long as I also made it not drinking. Just kidding. No, I actually, I don't drink that much, but 
I've heard, you know, I, I don't want to get into a whole thing about fasting, but I've heard from other scientists or what doctors or whatever they were, that fasting is really not necessary because our body was made to filter out all the stuff that shouldn't be in there. So our kidneys are doing their job. Our liver is doing its job. So yeah, would you say? I would disagree with that. You disagree with it? I mean, I don't disagree with the fact that, yeah, our bodies were built like that, but just like you have a brain and just like you have... I don't. Some people say I do, but... Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have a brain. (laughs) At a certain point, it's not working at 100%. Like, I can't sit here and be like, oh, yeah, I'm optimized. Like, my immune system is at 100. My brain's at 100. My hips are 100%. You know, like, all these things are accumulating over time. So, like, why why would I believe my detox system is at 100%, you know? Sometimes you need mm-hmm. to assist it. I think like, yeah. especially with the way that our lives are living today, like there's just like so much going on for people to contend with, which is why like really my main point of emphasis is like, let's just get the basics right. And then you can, you know, the deeper you get, yeah, you can start exploring things like that. But like for somebody like what you've been talking about, having like this breakup and whatnot, it's like a part of you dies. Like when you when you break up with somebody, right? So it's like, how do we like get you back to like this point of homeostasis, you know? So like right. the best way, like you want to feel more alive. Like I think all of us do here. Like, I think that's like really what people are yearning for. So like putting alive, like living vibrant foods in your body, like just seems to make sense for me. Like getting energy from the sun, which is like really responsible for all life on the planet. Like we wouldn't be existing without it. Like these things are going to like slowly start moving up the thermostat because like we've all been there and like somehow we climb our way out of it. So, you know, just doing the things that like make you feel more alive and like, yeah, it's not, it's never going to be like linear and it's not easy, but like Mm -hmm. there's a simplicity to it, you know? And it's like taking these first steps for people instead of like watching someone's Instagram health channel, it's like, I've had clients that have watched me for two years and gotten nowhere. And then they hire me one day. I'm not trying to like solicit clients either. Like, oh no, you absolutely go for it. And then everything changes. And it's like, it's going to be the same for with dating. It's like, you got to like, you know, you have to practice something, probably suck at it at first in order to be good at it. You know what I mean? It's like, that's just the way life is. So we kind of have this like mentality. Like I think guys are like, oh, I should be good at talking to women. I should, you know, but like we never were taught how to do that. You know, like we were never taught how to like be humans in a lot of ways. Yeah, we were. Yeah, that's why we're struggling. So I think like there's a lot of ways that you can get there. And like the simplification, I think is like the best way. Everyone's worried about like what supplements they need to take. And it's like, dude, you're, the athletic greens you're drinking are going to do absolutely nothing when you're like drinking alcohol three, four times a week and you don't go to sleep at proper hour and you're eating, you know, Postmates every night. Right, right, right. It's not like hitting a button that's the erase button. The supplement is not the erase button. No. Yeah. It's in conjunction when you're doing all the other things that you'll get the benefit. So basically what we're saying is the healthier you are, I mean, it's common sense, but the healthier you are in every way that you can get there, the more energetic you'll be, which will shine through when you're dating and you're on your dates. You'll be sharper 
you'll be more effervescent, you'll be happier, you'll have a different vibe, a different energy about you. I've talked about this before on the podcast, and I, you know, I, I'm not an expert in it by any means. I know it gets a little bit ethereal for people listening, but we are made up of energy, and that energy pours out of our chakras. You know, we have portals of energy. So if someone's like, oh, that guy gives me weird vibes, it's because they physically feel the energy pouring out of you and they sense it, not just mind-wise, but physically. And so changing all of these things about yourself will put you into a place that is giving off not weird creep vibes or angry vibes. It'll be, wow, this guy's like really well-adjusted and happy and I want to be around him vibes, which obviously will enhance your dating life. So I'm being positive there, but now I want to talk a little bit about why dating freaking sucks. And Marnie's not here, so I'm steering the ship into an iceberg that she would not want me to go into, but she's not here. I can you know, play while the parents are away. So dating is incredibly difficult. And I think you said at the beginning, before we started taping, something about it being like a dystopian dating culture. And it is in many ways, you know, and shows like ours are here to try to make it easier. But regardless, you know, it's in a weird state. What can we do? How do we make it less torturous? Like, is it getting off apps and trying to meet in person again? Is it maybe limiting the amount of apps you're using? Like, what what will make it better? I mean, just to kind of stick with the theme of this conversation where it's like, these are the things we've always done. Like, human beings have always met each other in person we're talking about like 2 million years. And then it's like, oh yeah, we're using these apps for the last 10. Like, why would we think it's going to go well? You know, it's like... We're just one giant experiment, really. (laughs) I mean, between fast food and cell phones and, and I mean, cell phones with like radiation and stuff. I mean, I don't know, but, and dating apps. I mean, it's just one, we're just being thrown to the wolves and going like, see how you survive. Here's all this new shit. Let's see how you do. We're living through like the dark ages of technology, really, where these things are being thrown at us way quicker than our biology can even keep up with. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Like people need, I think it's like on both sides of the equation, right? It's like people want to blame men, people want to blame women. And it's like everyone's played a part in it. I think like making it so difficult, but I think it's definitely, you know, like I don't want to make it out like it's like like, oh, I'm just out there like approaching women all day. You know, like I think it's a mindset thing. Like once you start doing it and like kind of breaking that seal, it gets way easier. And then like good things start coming to you because you're putting off that energy. It's like you go out and you're, if you're in like a pretty good mood and you're like smiling at people, more people just somehow start smiling at you. It's just like, this is just how it works. So I can't really explain why, but I think everyone's kind of experienced that. You know, you're talking about these energies and whatnot. And it's like, can't deny that it's part of the human experience. So like, you know, kind of breaking that like social seal, is that the right word for it? As men, like you got to take risks. It's hard because like you're risking rejection, which is like, you know, doesn't feel good. No, but you know what? I mean, what I think is missing is just real genuine conversation, revealing vulnerabilities and not weaknesses necessarily, but just being a freaking human, not trying to show that you're perfect because you're not, you're human. 
And when you're trying to connect with someone, you're looking for, like, I remember a long time ago, there was a dating app that I wish took off and it didn't, but it was matching over dislikes, like things you hate. And I was like, I freaking love this idea. Like I would not match with someone who didn't love disliking things. So it was like, you know, what annoys you more? It, it took, it was like a little quiz. It was like, what annoys you more? People who walk slowly in a parking lot or someone who talks at the movies. And it's like, you have to choose like, which is the worst evil or whatever, you know, and then it would align you based on that kind of stuff. Like, how would you respond in, in this situation? But, and I, so I'm not saying that's a very negative, speaking of energies, like that's a negative energy. I understand that. But there's also this humanity behind it. Like, I'm a real person. Certain things annoy me. I'm great at other things. I'm really cheery when I'm like this. And so dating apps make everybody feel so one-dimensional. And it's like getting out of this relationship, I felt like my ex, it was like, he was a three-dimensional, well-rounded, magnetic person. And I'm trying, you know, I mean, I'm, it's a fresh enough breakup, but trying to find somebody that feels that, I don't know what the word, but 3D, like, I don't know. It's like a person in 3D versus a person in 1D. And obviously I met him uh, or I, I knew him in person, but we actually met on a dating app, but I knew of him before the dating app. So, but we connected through the dating app, but like he jumped off the page. And so jumping off the page in real life and jumping off the page on a dating app. I just feel like everyone's doing their dating from the men that I've worked with that come to me, their dates sound like job interviews. They're formal, they're question asking, answering. No one gets to the nitty gritty and it's too clean. It's just, no, be real with each other. So I feel like in my mind, I think that's, that's a hindrance. You may have a completely different opinion, but. Yeah, well, I think if you're the man, like, you know, you're, you're supposed to lead the interaction, like whatever it is, like you have to initiate the conversation in person or online, escalate it, get the phone number, ask for the date, set up the date, organize the date. Like I could see how dates would be like that. But like, I think people need to take this mentality where if they're going on a date, it's like one it's not like you're being fake, but like we should be trying to put our best foot and best effort. Like somebody is like going out of their way and like giving up time to go on a date with you. So it's like, even if you're not even feeling them on like that level, and you should probably know, like you can know pretty quickly, like you can still like go and have a good time. It's like, doesn't need to be like so serious where it's like, I literally would go on these dates and I'm just like playing the entire time. And it's like, if we, even if we're not even like on that vibe, it's like, just more fun. Like not everything needs to be this like transactional thing. And like, you know, you're just in this fantasy world anyways, at least that's how I want to look at it. Where you're just making up things kind of, and it's like, you're playing. Do you feel like that's wasting her time at all? If you're like, I'm not even really feeling it on the app, but I'm going to meet her in person and have fun. Well, I didn't say like not feeling them on the app. I've said like feeling them oh, okay. like once you get to the date and you're like oh, not okay. really like you don't even feel that vibe necessarily. But it's like okay, let's still have fun. We're here. Yeah, yeah. And it's we like might as well make the best of it. Putting your best foot forward, where it's like bringing that that vibe and that energy. It's like just gonna make the experience more fun. Even you know, like that's why like I don't think dating has to be like a nightmare. I, th I think it's like getting 
<laughs> people are having a hard time getting to that point though. You know what I mean? It's like even get the date. Right. It's like, right. That's when they, and they come to me or better profiles or learning how to talk to girls or they go to Marnie, but it is hard for people to even get to that point because there's so much competition and weeding through that is exhausting. It's like a full-time job. So I think dating also feels very difficult because it does now feel like a job. I hear you. you. You've got the job interview portion when you're on the date, but it's a going through and doing all the work to even find someone that you want to go on a date with in the first place is tons of work. And then the amount of, you know, interaction between dates with all the texting, you know, it's like, it's just, it's exhausting. It's totally exhausting. And so I, I understand settling now. Like I never, before I could not relate to settling. Now I'm like, I get it. I totally get it. Yeah. It's like, I think the more interactions we're having in person though, like you can go through your entire day, not even talk to people in this city. It's like, Oh, I know. I was doing like something. It was more in the pandemic years where I was like, I'd be out with one of my friends and like, we would just like, we're like, we got to give five strangers a compliment. Just like, Oh, I love your shoes. You know, it was just like, it oh, like sparking nice. up conversation. People like love to hear that stuff. Like people will talk to you. Like most people, if, if you're not doing it in like a creepy way, like you're just st- like being human beings, you know what I mean? It's like, Oh, what, what are you ordering here? What'd you get? Like, it's not that serious. I don't think. And like, then it branches into a conversation and it's like, it's just, it's a better way to go about life. You know, like when I was, maybe I'll start doing that again, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I think that was one thing. And like, I think like women can definitely be dropping the handkerchief, the proverbial handkerchief more so where it's like, everyone's like so guarded now where people are going through the, the, it's like hard to approach because like you're not getting vibes. And I don't think it's like just me, even like women can think some guys like a perfect 10 and just walk right past them and not even make eye contact. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm in this phase. (laughs) I mean, it's really difficult to be in. I'm in this phase where post breakup, I'm so over everything that I'm in a phase right now that I really hope is a phase, not a lifelong thing. But I'm in a phase where I don't even think I can conjure up the feelings of attraction or chemistry. Like I'm just so spent. I'm so done. And I, I've been doing this thing where I'm walking down the street looking, you know, and I'm in New York City. So there's a million people to look at. And I'm looking at all these guys going, could I feel something for him? Nope. Could I feel something for him? Nope. Him? Nope. 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 And it's depressing because I'm like, oh my God, I don't even want, I don't even want to have sex with anyone. Like that guy's super hot, could care less. And it's just, I think it's exhaustion. It's just dating exhaustion. And so I think slowing down, taking a break, if you need to get off apps for a while, get them off your phone, stop looking, stop looking at women on the street even, like just take some time to focus on what we were talking about this entire episode, your health, your fitness, building a full life, all of that stuff. And then hopefully I'll if I follow that, be able to get a boner again one day. <laughs> so you're talking about like a dating detox. You're just detoxing from dating. Yeah, you need a dating detox, but it's also difficult when you are, you know, getting of age where you want to have kids and the clock is ticking because you can't, you know, you're not 25. You can't go, I'm not going to date for two years. You can't really do that. So 
you know, how long do you give yourself to detox? It's like, you want to speed up the detox. It's like, I'm trying to detox, but I'm trying to do it fast because I'm trying to be under this clock. So that's also, I mean, that's more of a women's issue, I think, than, than men. But I do think people would benefit from a dating detox. Yeah, for sure. It's like anything else in life. If you are like exercising like way too hard for two months straight, you might get injured and you're going to need, you're on the disabled list. You need to go to the athletic trainer and heal up and take a break from playing, you know? Yeah. So it's going to be different for other people. But like, I think you made the great point where it's like focusing, like, cause you want a high quality guy, right? So, you know, you have to make yourself like higher quality. And like, we all can do that. You know what I mean? Where it's like focusing on these things that like, just make you more vibrant, like more fun to be around. Like, it's also hard to date when you don't feel well physically or mentally. It's like impossible. Like, oh, I'm not digesting my food well, but like, let me go on this date with this girl. And just like, you start getting in your own head. Like I've been there with that stuff too. So yeah, I think it's, It's a lot of things, but like, I think the answer is always like for all these problems, like get back to being humans, you know, like we're literally living our lives through cell phones now. It's like, it's it's insanity and we're all addicted. So, you know, I'm not going to be like, oh, I don't do that. But you know what I just, I just pictured when you said that, you know, I'm living in the city and everything, but because I'm so exhausted with, with everything, I just pictured being on a ranch in Colorado or Nevada or something and just seeing some guy on a horse who looks like he barely has even touched a cell phone and just jumping on the back of his freaking horse and just riding away with him into like no technology land. Like it's just, that's human. It feels so like you're connected to the earth again. Yeah. Like a friend of mine going through this process, it connects to what we're talking about with health and everything. She's helping me kind of get back to a healthy place as well as my other friend who I said, who yells at me. So I have one friend who yells at me and one one friend who gives me nice, sweet advice. But she was like, every single morning, go put your feet in the grass. Like wake up and literally just put your feet in the grass. I'm like, bitch, I live in New York. There is no grass. (laughs) You want me to walk four miles? Yeah. So no, but you know, there is somewhat of a close enough park that I can go to, but you know, it's difficult to reconnect with, with the earth and with being a human when we're in certain environments, when we're on our phone, like the job that I do all day long is I teach guys how to banter and I work on their profiles. I'm isolated. I'm alone. I'm doing appointments over the phone or over zoom or alone in a shared workspace, basically alone in the workspace or a coffee shop completely alone all day, every day until I go out and like do stand up at night. And it's, I mean, it's depressing. We are not meant to do that. And I'm not the most social person in the world and it even affects me. So I can't imagine people who are really truly social creatures, like deeply social creatures functioning in the society that we're, we're in now, if they don't have a traditional, you know, nine to five job where they're going into an office or, you know, constantly with other people. Yeah. Like I think we were seeing it before the pandemic where everything was migrating online, we're online shopping, online education, online dating. And then the pandemic like accelerated yeah, it. tipped us. Yeah. yeah. So we're like dealing with this like category of issues now that they don't like fit within like the, the normal issues. Like these are like new issues. And have you seen or heard about that? Like 
it's a Netflix documentary now, but like it was a book, I think, before about the blue zones. No. It's like this guy studied these like five parts of the world where like the centenarians were being represented like, you know, at a vastly higher number than like normal populations. Like why are these Mm. people living so long? And Mm -hmm. a lot of like, you know, a lot of these people in the health space, they're like, they get really bent out of shape because like, oh, this is propaganda and they're eating like a plant-based diet. And it's like, a like people think a lot of it's like a lie, which like, I don't believe to be true. Like, I don't think it really, I don't think the point I'm trying to make is I don't think it like the diet, they all ate real food. Okay. Let's just put it that they weren't eating processed food, but they all were like living in these communities of people. Like we're like, they were living like humans where they're cooking like villages. Yeah. Like they're cooking with their hands. They're doing manual labor. They're like mm-hmm. getting real exercise, like in life. They don't have like a washing machine or a dishwasher. Like they're doing everything by hand and like rolling out the bread and like, they're just living these like stress-free lives with a purpose and with a community and like doing things in accordance with nature and with like, you know, how humans have, have done them. And that's why they're, they're experiencing this like insane longevity. So like, we're pretty far away from that, but you know, I think the community aspect and like that, if we had more of that, like we'd have way better dating experiences as well. Like if you were in these communities, like whatever it is, you, you're in the comic scene, right? Like I'm in like the health scene. So it's like going to more like wellness events and stuff like that. And that's like going to put you with like your potential dream girl. Your tribe. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 I know. <laughs> and I'm screwed because it's like you shouldn't date a comic because they're all insane. <laughs> but that's who I'm around and that's what I'm into. And so I think I have to deal with insanity. Like, I think that's just, you know, for me, for dating, you're luckily, you know, in a space where people are probably a little bit more balanced. <laughs> yeah, but it just depends how deep you want to get. Like, because when you get into these, like the healing spaces, like the yoga girls, oh, yeah. like the spiritual girl, like they're they're trying yeah. to heal. From right. They're getting wacky. They're, yeah. Right. Right. Well, you know, like I hope this episode, this episode was a bit of a balance. It was balance between doing the positive things, but also talking about the heavier stuff, the stuff that, you know, isn't so positive. But the more we work on the stuff we spoke about at the beginning, the less you and I will have to talk about what we were just talking about, the negative parts of dating. Yeah, I think it's simple. Like, I think to make like your world, like make yourself better and the world around you will automatically become better. Like, it's just like, I don't know how, but that's just how it works. I think it's just like the law, you know, it's like, if you can do those things and like better things will come to you, you know, no one's going to want to date true. you I if mean, you're just like, you know, in the weeds and, you know, miserable and unhealthy. It's like, yeah, I don't want to say the dirty word manifesting because I know that's like a huge trend and you roll your eyes. But, you know, if you guys look up manifesting, it's, you know, it's kind of what you're doing. You're just aligning yourself with the right energies to bring the good stuff to you. Because if you're out of alignment, nothing will come to you. And I'm not saying it's the universe bringing it to you or not the universe bringing it to you. It's just no matter what, if you're out of alignment with, with yourself and with joy and, and balance, your life will be out of balance. So yeah, get back into balance. So on that note, I'm going to wrap up the show. But Jared, tell me, 
I'm beautiful, but also tell me how people can work with you. They can find me on Instagram. I'm the health goat, the dot health dot goat, G-O-A-T, as in greatest of all time. That's great. So they can find me there. All my like my websites and stuff and my content is there. I'd say like my trademark offer is my grocery store brand guy. We've sold like thousands of these. It basically breaks down everything in the grocery store, like all the categories of food that you can get because there's like become this massive difference between like if I gave two moms the exact same grocery list like they could come home with vastly different products in terms of like what's supporting their kids health potentially or what's like damaging it same for guys women etc so kind of breaks everything down like these are the good brands these are the bad brands makes it kind of like totally simplified yeah i see you've got rayos listed on here what's in rayos and i this is my favorite i've got i always have that in my cupboard rayos like it's not like complete trash to me you know what i mean like there's some there's some that are way worse but like for some reason and i think i know the reason all the influencers like push this brand as like the the healthiest choice when it's like clearly not just based on the research like i emailed back and forth with the company like so it's like all this research that I've done and like we're talking about thousands of products, like you don't have to worry about doing it anymore because I've done it all for you. So like Rayo's, the quality of the oil they're using, not really highest quality, you know, like they're just paying influencers to push their products, which is like, right. what? it's a smart marketing move. Yeah, but we get so misled, but your Instagram page looks great. You look like you have tons of information on, you know, like you said, what to get, what not to get, what's in it, what's not in it. And you have a lot of followers. So definitely check Jared out at the.health.goat. And uh, if you guys need help with your banter, which I'm assuming you do because you're listening to the show, or if you need help with your profile, which I'm assuming you do because you're listening to the show, hit me up at kristenandchill.com. And uh, sometimes I give out some good deals. So don't be intimidated by prices. So thanks for listening. Go to the gym after you're done listening to this or listen to this at the gym. I know it's too late. It's the end of the episode. So I'll say it in the intro. But thanks so much for listening, Jared. Thanks for all of your time and input. And hopefully you're helping thousands of men get to a place where they're healthier and their energy is brighter. So thank you again. And thanks for listening. And we will see you guys next week. 